0: Hi, everybody. It's me, Andrea Patrick, and you are on PB and Style, the podcast where your goal is to have consistency, clarity, and authenticity in the way you do business. And today I have with me Elaine Rao of The Lady Boss Blogger, and I'm so excited to chat with her. And I know that her value is going to help you do better business too. So, my friend, tell me a little bit about you and your journey um, to encouraging and inspire female entrepreneurs through Lady Boss Blogger. Where did this whole thing come from? How did you become this great entrepreneur that you are? Yeah. Oh, thank you. What a
1: great intro. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Honestly, it kind of... I started Lady Boss Blogger because I needed to be encouraged myself. Mm. So it all started with, um, you know, I, I was in the wedding industry and I was, you know, I worked super hard, you know, all the way, climbed up the ladders to be the national wedding sales manager of like, you know, the Midwest and America's territories. Wow! And it was an incredible job and it was awesome. But um, when I asked, so basically, my fiance called from overseas one day and he told me that his brother had just been murdered. And I was like, okay, I need to go see him. I need to, you know, be there with his family. So I asked my boss if I could go, you know, uh, just to see him. And he said, no, because it would affect sales and it was, um, it would just be bad for, you know, the company. So I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta leave, you know, I like how this is kind of crazy. Um, so I tried to leave, but he actually, um, prevented me from leaving. (laughs) So he's, you know, he, he started like putting all these accusations, all these, you know, kind of like threats of like, you know, potential lawsuits and stuff of proprietary information and it was just like a super crazy time I was like is this really happening is this like real life um so I had to hire a lawyer to quit so finally when I, I was able to get out of there and honestly in retrospect I didn't even have to do all that but I was being in that environment you know of like you know being verbally you know talked down to every single day being verbally um and, and the crazy thing is that I didn't even realize that I was in a very verbally abusive environment. Wow. Um, I just thought that that was how it is. You know what I mean? Um, wow. me, I mean, I grew up in Taiwan. So like I moved to the States when I was 17 and I thought that, I mean, just, you just respect authority, you know, regardless of what it is, that's right. what you're taught to do. And so anyways, so I feel like there's a lot of cultural references in there as well that like kind of determine. And in addition to that, I was also the only one in the States. so I didn't know how things worked, you know? Ah. And so there's a lot of those elements too. So anyways, long story short, I ended up moving overseas and being with my uh, fiance. And it was one of the hardest things ever. Um, It was a smooth transition. It was something that was um, just really out of, I mean, imagine going, you know, first world country all the way to third world country and number one murder capital of the world, Honduras, you know, um, so it was just really, uh, yeah. So, so I mean. I had, you know, so I went there and I was like, okay, so what am I going to do? You know, all my quote unquote wedding industry skills are not applicable here. Um, So, you know, how can I, I guess, start making money online, you know, was the number one thing because that's the only thing that I could think of that would make sense. You know, I mean, a good salary there, um, you know, as an expat or, you know, a foreigner is actually like 500 bucks a month. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. That's so crazy. So not going to (laughs) work. Not going to work. (laughs) <laughs> right. So I basically, uh, so I, yeah, so I, and on, on top of that, I wasn't, you know, the richest person ever either. I mean, I had gone down there. I had to like, you know, uh, had, I had to buy a car and all these different things so that I can move around. Um, and I was like close to broke. Um, so, but I bought a blog as my like kind of like last resort for $12 and 18 cents. Um, and just started this platform so that I could get encouraged and encourage other people as well as learn it was it was also like a learning platform I feel like honestly stuff has changed so much even within like the year or year and a half that I've, I've had it oh, yeah, um, yeah. digital that, on the
0: digital platform yeah
1: yes yes I feel like I mean just like when I was looking for the information that I was looking for it wasn't readily available especially particularly pertaining to women mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes because um, women just do business differently and honestly I just wanted to interact with women and women only at that point not that i, have, I think it's men but at that point that's what i needed because my boss all my previous bosses had been men um uh, so that's all i knew um and so it, and it was very ironic because like it was like a wedding industry with all all the, the employees on like the surface level were women but all the management i was the only one in management. No ownership yes mm-hmm. and so it was just you know anyways Um, so yeah, so I started, I named it lady boss blogger because I wanted to be a lady boss, you know, whatever that looked like. Um, and then I also wanted to become a blogger. Um, and then I wanted to interview lady bosses who were doing it, who were achieving it, who were, you know, just accomplishing their dreams because, um, I I, I mean, I, I couldn't afford a mentor. (laughs) So, uh, interviews just seemed like a very natural way to go. So I started, you know, reaching out to these ladies, you know, online that I felt, you know, just were, you know, very impactful and started building this platform. And however, within a week I was like, okay, like I just got to start making money somehow, you know. Um, so I decided to reach out to a few people to see if they would be willing to pay to get featured on my blog. Kind of like a um, advertorial, you know, in a. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I just kinda of sent out like a hundred emails and then ten people responded and then one girl accepted and I was like, Oh my god, this is a viable way of making an income and like I mean those that five dollars like I was seeing around like, you know, it was just so crazy. Um that I had I you know, I was like I made money out of nothing. You know, I was like yeah. that twelve bucks I had invested, you know, like, you know, I'm I'm already made, you know, half of a back. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, so yeah so that's how it started awesome. um and it's just you know grown immensely since then and honestly i feel like i kind of jumped on the trend track as well like which has really helped you know because now everyone's mm. looking you know up you know I mean, women empowerment i mean it's just grown immensely i mean it, obviously it really has. You know, history but like i feel like uh especially recently you know there's just a lot more um publicity
0: it has been. So, it yeah. has been, and and i'll say this too because i'm like you like i am a like a solopreneur. And when I started my business, I've had many to this point, but when I started the very first one, there wasn't anyone there to sort of guide you and tell you what it was you should be doing, like how you should be doing stuff. And now you've got Carrie Green, your website, Marie Forleo, Melanie Duncan. There are all these other women who are actually trying to help us, but their programs are paid, right? So in order for you to become like to get their core information, their valuable information, you gotta pay 30, 40, 50 bucks a month, or you gotta pay you know hundreds of dollars for a course or something like that. And what I really like about your platform is um, though, if you want to be interviewed, you have to pay to be interviewed, but the encouragement you're getting from all the other women, because just the questionnaire you give us, gives us an opportunity to share valuable encouragement to other women so whether you're a paid person that's actually being interviewed or you just go to the site and look at this these those encouraging words it's helpful mm-hmm. if you don't have especially when you don't have the funds to get that paid guidance that paid encouragement so bravo girl bravo <laughs> <laughs> So what advice would you give, well, what advice has helped you the most when you found yourself in those discouraging moments? Because I I know it's been difficult.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I would say two pieces of advice, actually. One is fall in love with the process, not the product. And I think that has what has helped me, you know, immensely, you know, instead of thinking like, oh, what do I want? You know, honestly, I'm very bad at planning, you know, I'm like, (laughs) what are we going to do in like a, a day from now? I don't know. You know, like, um... So, like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, what's your five year plan? I'm like, the, 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 the digital media is changing day by day. You know, you never know what's going to happen. So, like, that's how I kind of, you know, went about like the business as well. Just like, let's take it a day at a time, you know, do as much as I can possibly today and then worry about tomorrow. Let tomorrow worry about itself. Um, and I feel like when you follow up with the process and what you're doing day by day, you're going to get to the product no matter what. You don't even have to try to reach those quote unquote goals because, if, if you, if you do something every single day, you're automatically going to hit milestones. Yeah. And yeah. so That's number one. Nice. Number two is I was actually talking to a business mentor that, um, my husband actually set me up with. Um, so I, it was just like a, you know, like a casual chat. And he basically, uh, asked me like after I, you know, I was telling him all my goals and my plans. And I was like, Oh, you know, I'm going to like, you know, do all these things this year. And he's like, okay, so how is this impacting the world? And I was like, wait, I thought, didn't I just tell you I'm trying to help female entrepreneurs in, in around the world? And You're he's like, saying, I didn't realize I was saving the world. <laughs> right, 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 I didn't know that was my job, you know, but <laughs> no, but <what laughs> that really like resonated with me. And I was like, wait a minute, like how is this impacting the world as a whole? Not just your immediate family, not just your immediate friends, like the bigger picture, you know, like people who you aren't related to. And I was wow. like, whoa. So... And and that's not, not, that's not talking about like clients per se, you know, like I feel like there's a different genre of what he was talking about. And so I Mm -hmm. thought back, you know, back to like, you know, why I started and like where I started. And I was like, oh my God, I started in Honduras. And actually the place I started was called the Micah Project. So the Micah Project is actually a home for street boys. Why I was staying there was because my husband was actually one of these kids when he was growing up. So this organization picked him up when he off off the streets, you know, when he was like 16, gave him a home, gave him an education. And that's the reason why we met as well. Cause the founder went to my college and then that's why he wanted to go to that college too. And then, so we met in college and then, you know, all, all that stuff. So I was like, you know what, that uh-huh. it was just like a huge mind to me that like, you know, it's time to give back, you know, and it's time to, you know, regardless if I thought it was within the budget to, you know, donate or give whatever. Um, it's, it's never within the budget. You know what I mean? You're, it's never going to be a time. Right. To no, it. Yeah. You just got to do it. Um And so, uh, yeah. yeah, So then that literally that day I got off the phone, I was like, I was rolling around in bed. I was like 2am and I was just like, man, like I pulled up the page and I just like, you know, press like monthly donations and I just like started donating and that's when it all started. So basically I dedicated my blog and (laughs) around the Micah project. And, you know, I mean, it's given so much to me. I mean, it gave me a husband, you know what I mean? And like, uh, and obviously all, all the kids that they're helping as well. And so that's kind of like a huge revelation in my mind of like, why are, why are you doing business?
0: Wow. I I like this because I feel like if we limit, um, the value we have to give, like you have a lot of value to give. And even though you started off with, okay, I'm in this whole other country, I don't have a job. I need to be able to make some money, you know, and you started Lady Boss Blogger for, because you had a need, right? Well, what happened is, And you using the value you have, right? You really are affecting the world to some degree because women from all over the place are finding your website and being encouraged by it. So I guess if we were to think of, of, I mean, I don't know that I would go as far as, you know, making someone think about how they're going to impact the world, but I would say that when we understand our value, the ultimate, like, result is the world would be affected right because your value would be shared exponentially by the people you touch though so I guess in a way it makes sense that he would have you think that way you know was right, it helpful
1: right. <laughs> uh-huh. well that's I feel like that's what he was kind of like telling. Yeah. Like, that's how I was thinking too yeah but what he meant was that like how is it impacting like basically just people that are I guess not associated necessarily and specifically in touch with your business, you mm-hmm. know, like charitable giving or like, yeah, um, yeah. In that bigger world, quote unquote, right, or, right, even if it's a small part of the world, but something that I'm very passionate about. And so then that's, that, that date, Actually, then my business mm-hmm. to serving um, and, and uh, supporting uh, the Mica
0: Project. That's awesome. I think I have a question down here about that, but you may have just answered it. But I'm so excited about that because, and you're right, you, you and I, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, we're thinking one way, but I like the way this guy's thinking too now. Yeah, so,
1: exactly. I feel like, I mean, it was even a, a bigger purpose.
0: Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a much bigger picture. Like, How can I take what I'm giving, sharing, and making money from to then benefit someone less fortunate? Yes.
1: So, well, here's the thing. How, here's how he, I think that he differentiated, or at least I did in my head. My passion is to help female entrepreneurs start their own businesses, blogs, whatever. My mm-hmm. purpose is to help, you know, these, these kids, you know, or, or uh, mm-hmm. like this organization help these kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's a deeper, like your, your passions can always change. Like yeah. I can, I can be like, Oh, I want to help, you know, other people do this now, mm-hmm. but whatever is your what, like your why and your what are, are separate. And your why is what
0: lasts. You're right. You're right. And I tell people too that um, your passion has to take a journey. So at least an, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, in my mind, what I think is we, we have a passion. We have something that we want to do. We have a reason for wanting to do it. So you, like you said, you have your why and then you have your what, right? So your why, I believe, stems from this, um, there is something in you that triggers it, whether in your situation, you have, you left your job and you needed to make some money, but you ultimately internally wanted to help. It was just really about, I want to help. I want to help these people, whether it's a bride or now it's a female entrepreneur, or like you said, um, or the boys from the Micah Project, it was a helping spirit. It was a passion to help. Right. Or like passion
1: is like about your interests and uh, uh, your why
0: is like your purpose. Well, see, what I believe, what I've been teaching is that that passion takes a journey towards its purpose. So to me, um, it sounds like your passion and all the things that you did in helping brought you to your purpose mm-hmm. of helping. Well, like a deeper sense of purpose. Yeah, 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 it brings you to a deeper sense. And I feel, I feel like when you, when you discover what that purpose is, it fuels the, it fuels the, the what over here. So if you, if you understand the why of what you're doing, it makes it easier and uh, more effective, the passion, the way you're using it to then help on the purpose exactly. side. That makes sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. On a scale of one to 10, though, uh, 10 being extremely important, how important is it to surround yourself with like-minded people? And then answer the why to that question. Because- Um, I think that it'll go to the point that we just made about your passion and you were around someone who asked you a question that was very thought provoking. So you had to be in the presence of that person. Right. And uh, so how important is it? Do you think being around like minded people is and then why I
1: think it, it, it when starting out, it's a 10. And then as you go on a business, it gradually goes, it's still important, but it goes, you know, probably to a seven, maybe mm-hmm. or to a five, because mm-hmm. when you start out, you don't know anything. You need to be str- just immersed in everything so that you can just like glean everything and everyone's, you know, wisdom and everything. Mm-hmm. And
0: that,
1: because- that's an industry that you want to tap into. However, as you go along, it's important to branch out to other people who are not, because a lot of times that you, I mean, this guy, this business mentor, he works, I don't know, completely different industry. You know, I think he does like landscaping and he's a marketer for landscaping. So marketer, that's like what he does. But then landscaping is like, you know, what his company does or something Mm. like that. Or maybe it was retail. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Regardless, it wasn't blogging, you know what I mean? So Th- there's the fundamental elements of business, fundamental elements of, you know, different things that like you can glean from different industries, but when starting out, definitely super, super important to be surrounded because other, you know, it's, and I mean, and I say that, but I wasn't like personally, physically surrounded. Like When I started, obviously I did it online, but I still yeah, yeah. surrounded cool. myself. But you yeah, were in contact a lot of people,
0: with people. You, you had communication people. with people. Yeah. Yes. hmm That makes sense. I like that. So I have these phrases and when I interview people, um, it's not a test, but I have these phrases that I I ask people and it's different for every interview I do. And I want you to put them in order of importance to the way you do business. Um, And so your list is going to be your network, your self-worth, your readers, your talent or skill, and your goals. So, what order would you put those in, in of importance? What order of importance to your business?
1: Yeah, um, let me. I wrote it down. Let's put it right here. <laughs> uh, number one is readers because readers are the lifeblood of your business. If you don't have readers, if you don't have followers, you know, whatever, then you don't have a business. Right. You know? so if you don't prioritize them, then. It literally doesn't make sense from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, then number two is skills, um, because when you develop new skills, that helps not only yourself and your self worth, which we'll you know come back to later, but um, it also helps you with your readers. You mm-hmm. know, like it, it, skills are. If you don't have skills, you're not <laughs> going to be helpful. Okay, <laughs> I just tell it as it is. <laughs> Um But if you, and if you, if you have the skills to help your readers, then. But, but you see how you use it if you have the skills to help your readers, which is why right. number one right. next I would say is network because once you have the skills, then you can contribute um, value to mm-hmm. whatever you know, industry mm-hmm. or whatever group you 're part of mm-hmm. uh, so and then next is self worth because you must value yourself with your skills that mm-hmm. you now possess mm-hmm. um, in order to not get caught up with um, comparison in order to not get caught up with anything else. Um, and then number four is goals, because as I mentioned, it's, this will
0: come once you embrace the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I like that. Um, I asked that question because, um, and I like the way you ordered it, but I think it still falls within the, what my mind is thinking also. Um, I asked that question and I always put your self-worth slash value, that question, that one is always going to be in there. Um, And I do that because I want the people listening, the people watching, um, well, the people listening (laughs) to, um, to really think hard about that. Because like you said before, like your readers are important, but your readers are important because that's what pushes you forward. But you also have to have the network, right? To get the readers, but in order, and then your skills like that, like all these things you have to do to make the blog work, Mm -hmm. but you also put in there your self-worth, but what you said is, I think, the most important because you've got to value yourself enough to know to go get the skills, to go build the network of the right people, mm-hmm. right? So that you can then reach the reader and understand the reader. So well, why I think I put, put it as number four and not number one
1: was because I feel like when I started out, I had zero self-worth. Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't think
1: that you necessarily need it. You know what I'm saying? I think that you build
0: it. Yes, it, grows. it
1: grows. The Over more action grows. you take and the more things that you do, it will continue. Your, your confidence will continue to rise. Absolutely. And so like, ultimately that's the goal, you know, but like, I don't think you need a, I don't think a lot of people start honestly with a but lot.
0: I think of that is the, I think that's a great point you're making. And I'm so glad you're making it because I think a lot of us women will not take the leap of faith to do the business because they think those of us who've already taken the leap, started off with all this confidence mm-hmm. and with all this self-worth and with all this. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is, is that that's not the case in yes. all the time and all the times. But what is so important about what you said, Elaine, is that you have to stick to it. You've got to grow. It grows. And as you, like you said, take your time and, 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 and enjoy the process and not the product. As you do that, your confidence grows. Correct. you start to see the value you really are adding and like what happened to you you went off you started this business and you were so excited when you got the first person to pay for it and you were able to then feel the validation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of what it is that you were doing and I think that the way you you put these these phrases in order was amazing because people need to hear that side of it like It's not about walking into it all confident and like, Mm -hmm. I can do this. And it's very rare that Mm -hmm. that happens. But what I find important in when I'm coaching people is to help them see that earlier than Mm -hmm. later is Mm -hmm. to see that you are valuable. You have this tool in you. Let's grow it. Let's develop it. Let's get you where you need to be. And so I love that you, that I love your order. I love it because I think people are going to learn so much from that. So where in your business do you have the least amount of confidence and where do you think that comes from? Uh, definitely, I, it's kind of ironic because I'm
1: a blogger, but <laughs> um, writing. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. So I actually, um, it's very ironic because people call me a blogger for I don't know, a year. And I actually never wrote a single blog post on my entire blog. I was a publisher and it was through reading all those blog posts and through editing, honestly, that Ah. I I developed the skills or I guess I didn't develop the skills because I hadn't started writing yet. But, um, that I finally was like, okay, now I feel like I have the knowledge, you know, being immersed in it from, you know, 6 a.m. to midnight every single day. Right, right. I I finally have something to write about because I finally, you know, can. Um, And also I studied art. I was a ceramics major, you know, like I, yes. (laughs) 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 Okay. I later about what you were going to do with that
0: because I am curious.
1: (laughs) Well, no, I taught art, you know, in college and out of college. Yeah, like for uh, for, for two years in college and two years out. And it was awesome. It was really fun. And then I started in the wedding industry and then, you know, gradually into blogging, but, Actually, here's one thing that I actually don't often mention and I don't know why, but I was actually a blogger's assistant or an intern for an entire year before I started my own blog. And at that point I had no idea and no aspirations to be a blogger, honestly. Why I did it was when I was, you know, the the in the wedding industry, I needed a creative outlet because I was doing mm. sales, sales, sales. It was always about money, it was all about, you know, all that stuff. And I just needed something mm. to express myself. So mm. I found I looked online, I was like online magazine, found this girl on LinkedIn she ran an online magazine slash blog and I was like, cool. So we met up and, you know, in Schaumburg and, you know, we had coffee and she hired me on the spot as her intern. And I worked for her for an entire year. And honestly, when I, it, it was the most amazing experience ever. Cause I, I, I got to eat at like, you know, super exquisite restaurants and like reviewed wow. them. I had all these products, you know, at my house and like, I like ate with, um, a brunch with Sarah Potempa, who is like who styles the um, Victoria's Secrets hair. Uh, met Lauren Conrad. I mean, just like experiences on experiences. So the reason why I wanted to start my blog was because I wanted that feeling back. I associate the creative, the these, creative. yes, these creative and these, these, these rosy feelings with blogging. So it's kind of, I mean, I don't do any of that now with my blog, ironically, <laughs> but, um, that's how, you know, I associated with that. But anyways, um, so I was never the best writer. Um, honestly, the, the, the online blog, the online magazine has now been, um, yeah, it's, it's not, uh, I guess alive or not running anymore. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, unfortunately, you can't see my terrible writing in the past. Oh, um, terrible. But, but um, now, honestly, like, I've I realized that, like, it's not about being a good writer. It's about being relatable. Exactly. That is what blogging is all about. And exactly. so how I kind of, like, um, got how I kind of uh, compensate for that is, I mean, I have an editor, um, you know. There
0: you go. So. <laughs> here's, yeah. what, here's what I want it to say. Now, you make it say that. <laughs> right. or he like does all the grammatical and all the yeah 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 you fix fix it i'll write it and then you fix it right exactly you it Say you exactly what i want to say the right way yes that's awesome um i'm gonna go down to um number seven because i want to make sure i get these on video real quick okay so um the blog industry has become quite competitive miss elaine wouldn't you say Uh, Yes. (laughs) Um, So what advice would you give to someone who may be interested in starting a blog or, you know, you mentioned your magazine, but what advice would you give? Could you give us a few tips?
1: I think the major thing is honestly understanding why you want to start it and being really honest with yourself. Like, do you want to start it because you want financial freedom? Do you want to start it because you want to help others? Do you want to start it because you just simply want a creative outlet? Like what are the underlying reasons of why you want to do it? Because that's super important. Um, and once you dig down deep into that, um, you, you'll, you'll be able to have a more, uh, more, more fun time, honestly, blogging than feeling that like you're scraping along. Mm. Love Number it too. I would say tap into a profitable niche um, early on. You can read what profitable niches are at my blog. You can say uh, uh, type into the browser bit.ly dot l y slash one two niche, and niche all caps.
0: We'll so you can we'll see the 12
1: most profitable niches. Oh, cool. Thanks. (laughs) Um, Because when you tap into a profitable niche, that's a a way for you to know that it's it's already a validated idea. You know, Mm -hmm. you're not necessarily reinventing the wheel. That's not what blogging is about. It's honestly learning about the niche that you're interested in, picking a sub-niche, and killing it in that sub-niche. You know, so like that's, you know, so definitely do that. Number three, focus on your audience. Um, Your blog is not about yourself. It's not, yes, you can have a lifestyle blog and it can talk about your preferences and stuff like that. But the focus isn't like, oh my God, I just got this brand new, you know, watch, (laughs) like check me out. Like, I love this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, this watch is, you know, uh, is, is beneficial to you as as it is to me because xyz so there there is a give and take to you know everything that you write and everything that you produce because it, it should give you know the, your readership or your viewers uh immediate win you know something that they can you 'd know, be like oh if I, they were researching this watch and you're like oh, well why should they get it and oh this girl this is her experience this is how i can apply this to myself boom you got a reader got you know it. so definitely focusing on your audience is number one because as i mentioned before If you don't have readers, you don't have a successful blog. (laughs) Go to. Um, Yes. Number four, I would say create a personal brand. And this doesn't matter if you're a blogger. It doesn't matter if you're a corporate America. You need a personal brand. And if you are a person, you have a personal brand. But you need to develop it. So this is, you know, with your social media. That's what
0: here for. Hi, guys. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right you got to get invisible otherwise you know like people aren't going to know who you are and you know you're not going to be able to you know establish that so I mean it's a resume builder regardless of you know if you're an entrepreneur which even entrepreneurs need resumes too if you're a freelancer right why what are the qualifications why should people hire you you exactly. know why should people believe you what is your credibility you know that is what a personal brand is building your online credibility mm-hmm. um And you can do this through a blog, which is an incredible way to do it because not only are you, because through blogging, you can up, up your stats and SEO and search, search Ranks and everything like that, um, and then when you have the social media to back up, you know your your blog. That's even more powerful because no one quote unquote follows blogs, right? Yeah, they follow right. people on social media. So you need both to build a very successful personal brand. Number five, um, wait, let me see what else. Number five, you have to start an email list. I know you hear this all the time, you or you probably do all the time because that is just how it is. You know, like on social media, and let me tell you why it is okay. Social media, you can't keep track of your followers because you don't own your social media platforms. If you're on Facebook, you know, literally I have 64,000 or 62,000, whatever, of fans on Facebook. You know what my reach is? Like 10 people, you know, because of the algorithm. So if you don't have their email, if you don't have their contact information, if you don't have, you know, that personal element that you can, you know, reach out to them with, then you don't have them. You know, if my Facebook account gets shut down, tomorrow by Facebook I don't have contact with them so you have to make sure that you own your followers and that is honestly also your biggest money maker because once you own your contacts when I mean even when brands reach out they're like oh you know I want to promote this product I send it out to my email followers and get like you know boost their sales for you know thousands of bucks Mm -hmm. how do I do it email list um and then obviously how I will learn is or earn money is through the affiliate marketing but I'll talk about that later exactly then um, number six, I would say, uh, be strategic in your, um, content. How you be strategic is you have to have calls to action. You have to have a reason why you're creating this piece of content. What do you want your audience to do when they see it? Do you want them to sign up to your list? Do you want them to, uh, uh opt into your freebie? Do you want them to go to your blog? Do you want them to, uh, join your Facebook community group? What is the reason behind your content? you must know otherwise your audience will sure as heck not know and they will not do it you know so you personally have to know and that in essence is like your business plan right so uh, what ultimately do you want to achieve with that then um number seven don't shy away from seo this is you know it's it's gonna get techie it's gonna get you know you're gonna have to learn about all these little html blah 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 but (laughs) it's important you know like i mean what is still the number one place that people search for information google you know so like until something else takes over you better get on (laughs) seo right quick you know (laughs) otherwise other people are going to be ranking and you're going to be on page 90, right? (laughs) So um, number eight I have up here is understand the legal aspects. Um, Because if you want to be in business, uh, you have to, I mean, this is important, right? You know, you can't be in business if you don't know, you know, what is is GDPR? You know, what are these rules around this European nation and blah, 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 blah. You know, like how, how can you structure your blog if you don't know what rules to abide by. And that brings me to my last point is learn about affiliate marketing. Um, if you know about affiliate marketing, literally this is your passive money maker. Um, so how it works in general is that you a company, you know, like for example, if like I use ConvertKit, right. Mm-hmm. And I become their affiliate and, and, and I also, uh, I would say promote fr- services over products because services, you can get reoccurring commissions versus right. product. You just get you the know, I mean, that, that one time thing, especially if it's a not disposable product, you know, like right. if you buy it and then, you know, like it lasts for 10 years, you're <laughs> like, I mean, you might as well not promote that, yep. you know, yep. or unless you get a big chunk from it, you know, like a, you know, like a 50% commission. Right. Yeah. Tap into that. But in general, I would say, you know, to get that reoccurring monthly income um, that's on quote-unquote autopilot. Why I say quote-unquote is obviously because you got to do the work up front, but it, you know, multiplies right. as you go along. Right. But tapping into that, you know, learning about, you know, what services can you promote that you personally use on a daily basis. Um, to make it easy to promote because you're talking about it or you're using it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And you have and with, with personal experience as well. So those are the top nine things I would say um, that... essential
0: for any blogger. That's awesome, guys. That was amazing. I hope you got that because um, (laughs) shoot, we all need to understand how Google works, first of all, (laughs) and whether you're doing, whether you're doing a blog or you're a service provider like me, just doing coaching and stuff. I have courses that I'm launching later on. So I mean, you want to, I could be the person that allow, that gives someone else an opportunity to be an affiliate because if they bring people to me, I can give them a percentage, but then also I use products in my business that, you know, I'm affiliate, you know, I'm an affiliate for you get, you know, you get, that's like you said, the passive income. So definitely amazing tips that everyone should take into account. So let me ask you this question. What are some tips that you can share to stand out as a blogger? Because now you've made the decision to become a blogger, like, So how do you stand out? You mentioned like SEO and all these different things, but how do you, how do you become this big fish in a small pond? That's what I normally say.
1: Yes. No, that's a, that's a good imagery. (laughs) Um, let me first talk about the 10 common misconceptions about blogging. Oh, wow. I've been to that. (laughs) Nice. Number one, blogging is easy. No, it's not. You're going to want to quit. Just don't That's it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> because ultimately the people who don't quit are the ones who succeed and it's yep. not that easy. Like th- that's it. You know, as long as you don't quit, you will succeed in whatever it is that you do. You might take longer, but you will do it right. Number Good two, advice. our bloggers lives are not perfect you're still human blogger or not. Unfortunately, you know, like don't get swept up by, you know, like imageries of like, Oh yes, I'm on, you know, I'm, I'm in, in a pool and, and my laptop is on the side and I'm blogging like no blogger does that legitimately. <laughs> you know, that's a post photo. We should all know this right now. Come on, guys. <laughs> okay. So number three is that each blog post must be perfect. Um, honestly, the better y- you're, you're going to get better the more you write. And that's just how it is. So don't kick yourself if, you know, not everything is, is quote unquote, perfect because that's not realistic. No. Uh, number four is good content will find its own audience. No mm. content is king, but distribution is queen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you must be able to promote it, you know, on all channels. Uh, and if people like it and if people, you know, are, if you have your target audience down pat and you're actually promoting it to the people who want to read it, mm-hmm. it's going to be fine. Right. Um, five more traffic actually does not mean more money. It's success actually boils down to having a good strategy. Um, I mean, I know a, a lot of, uh, you know, recipe bloggers who, I mean, they get massive traffic, you know, but honestly recipes and, uh, cooking in general is not a huge moneymaker. Why? Because the stuff that you promote is food that you buy at a grocery store. Like, uh, you know, how are you going to promote like, Oh, buy this, tomato from like, you know, my affiliate link. You know, like it just doesn't really make sense. Or like buy this pinch of salt. Like, you know. So yeah. So tap into, you know, something that's profitable. Number six is blogging is is about being a good writer. I say no, it's actually more about being relatable. I'm an art person. I don't quote unquote write. I just feel like I write relatably so Mm -hmm. number six i'm sorry number seven is bloggers can please everyone no they can't and that's okay because you're not there to be a people pleaser you're there to uh uh, be uh a A big fish in a small pond (laughs) exactly a value source for your target audience right um number eight other bloggers are competition no they're not the more you collaborate the faster you'll grow honestly my entire a thing like if you, if you listen to uh, Darren Rouse, who is the, the founder of problogger.com, his entire platform is based off of collaborations. Mm-hmm. Mine is as well. That's how you grow super, super fast because, like, you're not gonna, you can't do it all by yourself. Um, number nine is sticking to one niche is limiting. No, limiting uh, niching actually helps you focus. And number 10, investing in your blog before you make money is not worth it. That is a lie because how are you gonna make money if you don't invest in it? Now, that being said, if your desire is for your blog to become your business, um, you'll have, not only are you investing monetarily, you're investing in its potential and you put the work behind it to ensure that it succeeds. This mm. is how business works. If you don't want it, you're basically investing in yourself. Yeah. You're investing in your capabilities or your capabilities to
0: outsource it to other people. Right. So that is how all that. But you gotta recognize it. So it's still your capabilities, the capability to recognize that you need to delegate.
1: Yes, yes, (laughs) that's right. That's true. (laughs) Okay. Now, finally, I'm gonna talk about the ten traits I think that successful bloggers have. Here they are. Number one, as I keep on mentioning, they are process driven and not goal driven. Um, I think it's important to have goals and to hit them. But 99% of the time, you're actually going to be in process mode. So mm-hmm. if you don't like what you do on a day to day basis, you're not going to be happy. That's not what, uh, and if you're not happy with the process, you're not going to be happy with the product because you're not going to achieve the product or you do. And you're just like, okay, like what's next. You know what I mean? So definitely love, love the process. Number two, they have a clear vision on why they want to start a blog. Your why, and your passions might change, but it's always should be pretty crystal clear of like, why? And, and and honestly, like, just to be honest with yourself, like, if you want to make money, just say it, you know, I feel like a lot of times people are like, Oh, like I I mean, I want to, you know, blog and like, you know, just help people. But it's like, no, I want to be, be you know, I want to make money. You know what I mean? Just be honest with yourself. It's okay to mm-hmm. want to make money. blogging, mm-hmm. But, and then to be helpful as well. Um, but like, yeah number three, you have to believe in yourself. It might seem silly, but like confidence actually goes a long way. Yeah. But that being said, experience breeds confidence. You're not going to be confident from day one. Nobody is, but the more you do, the more confident you'll get. So you right. just have to continue to learn, learn, learn. And there's always going to be people ahead of you. There's always going to be people behind you. Who are you teaching? The people behind you. You're not You know. there you are teaching them and that's just how the cycle goes and that's okay um and that goes on to number four which is they are consistent action takers um because if they are consistently taking action they're consistently growing and consistently learning and acting upon the things that they learn and, and i say acting upon the things that they learn because uh there was a there was a book i was reading called the five day weekend and nick oh man nick oh what's his last name um, Halik, I think Nick Halik he says, don't be a passive librarian of the mind where you just Ooh. ingest information and just and it just sits there. What are you gonna do with all that knowledge? you know like you, you, you I mean if, if you don't do anything with it it's just gonna sit there and you're gonna be a passive librarian <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't be that
1: <laughs>
0: Not, nothing against librarians. <laughs> They are a wealth of information and they're not passive. They will share. Yes, exactly. You don't want to be the one that sits there with their mouth closed, not sharing. Right, exactly. Yes. So share what it is that you know.
1: Okay. Number five, they establish and they stick to routines. A lot of people, you know, ask me, they're like, oh, like, uh, like, how, how did you get 100,000 followers in like a year? That doesn't even make sense. I'm like, uh, did you work, you know, on your blog from 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. every single day for 365 days and post on your blog? Uh, 365 times like I did, you know, <laughs> like it, it's, it's about like sticking, like if you can't blog every single day, that's fine. But how are you going to uh, uh, attract that readership if you don't stay consistent? It's right. like, if you go home and you're watching your favorite, you want to watch your t- favorite TV show and it's not on, what are you going to do? You're going to jump shows. You know, you're like, ditch that, you know, like I, I want consistency, right? We right. were habitual people. So feed into that. Um, on top of that, you're going to be five times more productive when you do stick to a routine. And that's not saying that you should stick to a routine. And if something's not working, continue at it. But like stick to a routine, find out if it works, give it a month or two. If it doesn't, move on. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Going back to uh, going to the next topic six, they are self disciplined. Um, you must be self disciplined with your time if you want to be a blogger of any sorts or even a, a, a business owner of any sort. entrepreneur, sorts because, period. Mm-hmm. Huh? An entrepreneur, period. You need right. to be. Exactly. Because if you're not self-disciplined with your time, you literally cannot be your own boss. I'm sorry. (laughs) If you can't stick to a schedule you can't be like, okay, like Elaine, let me sit down and blog. Let me do this. You know, like someone else is going to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, number seven, as I said, they put the readers first number eight, they are authentic and relatable. Number nine, they're persistent. Um, it's not that you are not going to get no's, but you just don't give up when you do and you just continue at it. And then lastly, Ten, they are smart marketers. Mm. Um, honestly, I feel like everything is about marketing. It doesn't matter what you do if you mm-hmm. don't know how to market yourself through branding, content creation, and content distribution. Um, then it, you're, you're, no one's going to know what you do and and what you know. And I would say, don't expect to be brilliant at this immediately because obviously, this is the number one skill that takes the longest to master.
0: It but really is. you must
1: master it or at least continue growing and, and learning about you know what it is
0: yes yes so you said I like the I like the three you used so the third one was distribution I'm writing this down <laughs> because I think it's something that's really good that you know it's a good like tweetable sometimes even but just it's it's a really good highlight in what you're saying because people don't understand what they get so confused about marketing don't you find I'm like I feel like everything I do is marketing, <laughs> you know? Yes, I think it is. I mean, if I'm going to the grocery store, I used to sell jewelry. I tell this story all the time. I used to sell jewelry for a, a direct sales company. And I would just get up, go to the grocery store. I had like my earrings on. I had my, my, we call it a check writing ring. This is my little James Avery. But it, at the time, you know, when you sell jewelry, it's a big old ring or a big old chunky necklace or whatever, when you go out and it's like, um, and that's when I learned this, is that people are going to ask you about your ring, they're going to ask you about your necklace, and that is your opportunity to say, oh, I sell it, I'd love to get you one, would you like a catalog or whatever the case may be. But no matter what your business is, I feel like you're always on, you're always on that marketing platform, because you never know where are going to come from or where your next reader is going to come from, so... I think you're always marketing. So the simplicity of it all is branding is important. Your content creation is important and then how you distribute it. Ultimately, those are the three things that are going to drive whatever it is you're doing forward, whether you're a blogger, a coach, if you sell widget, you know, whatever it is, those are the three things that are really are the driving force in your ability to do business and make money and do it well.
1: No, it's actually, I was actually looking through, like, uh, I'm I'm creating a course right now for uh, starter bloggers, and mm-hmm. I was reading from that course of things that I mentioned in there,
0: so. Yeah, well, we'll reference that. Make sure, I'll make sure I get, like, an email. I'll need the information for that so that we can put that in there, because I think that's valuable and um, be able to link people back over there to you. So I had one last question that um, I wanted to ask you that was just part of the podcast, and it was... Um, how did you, or are you, when we talked about your confidence issue you had earlier with the writing, how did you overcome that? Or are you overcoming that? Um, I think, uh, I mean, with my editor, obviously, but I think honestly,
1: <laughs> just, um, just writing more, just the more you do it, the more confident you'll be, as I said, cons- confidence, uh, experience breeds confidence. That's Excellent. it. I love
0: it. I love it. So guys, I want to thank Ms. Elaine for being with us today on the podcast. She did a great job sharing all of her knowledge with us. You should have everything you need now to overcome some of those confidence issues that you might have. She gave us great information on blogging and um, her why, and I hope it really helps you to establish your own. So thank you, Elaine, for being on the podcast. I really appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is super fun. (laughs) All right, guys, um, make sure that you go to the link and like this podcast and share it with your friends. I'm growing and I want you to grow with me.
1: Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at consult. Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at A.F. Patrick, and Instagram at A.F. Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.